Alright Troops <laughs> Hello and welcome to That Mental Ginger Show with your host, Andrew Durning, a.k.a. The Mental Ginger. Well, my three faithful followers, I'm just keeping the guests rolling, what can I say? Uh, the views may not be high, but the interest is definitely through the roof. And I'm very pleased to introduce you live from Cornwall, Miss Kirsty Leslie Jones. Kirsty, how are you, my dear? Oh, hi, Andrew. I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I feel really like privileged to, to, to speak with you and be involved in, in your podcast. So thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. Well, it's always good to get well, people to come on and spread the word about the, the ginger madness. Well, as I keep saying, the, the ginger virus is spreading. It's, well, it's, ca- it's catching like wildfire. I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. brilliant. You're, you're brilliant, Andrew. Well, thank you very much. So what I like to do, Kirsty, with every guest is start off by getting them to tell us their origin story, because if there's one thing we all have in common, we all have an origins. So Kirsty, in your own time, please tell yeah. my faithful followers your origin story. Yeah, no problem. Well, it's not a very interesting story at the beginning, to be fair. I, I had my first child, uh, Spencer, at 21. Um, oh. I've always lived in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Uh I've lived in Cornwall, however, I've travelled around a bit before I had my children, um, and I was a singer. I love music. Mm-hmm. I used to sing in a band. Um, nothing very professional, but it, but music has always been inside me, and uh, that's kind of ca- carried through my life. Um, I stopped singing when I had my, my first child, Spencer. Um, he's 17 now, so he's kind of flown the nest. Um and I was actually um, a timeshare rep for about eight years. That was oh. like my main job for quite some time yeah. um, to take people out for lunch and tell them that these beautiful um, lodges and houses around the world. So that was my job. We there. actually had a timeshare with my mom and dad. But, um, so we got that. Um, I was going to ask, where was it that you did your timeshare? Um, it's a place, the company was called Club La Costa. Um, That's who we were with? No. Yes. Well, (laughs) were you based in Gran Canaria? I've been to the ones in Gran Canaria. I was based, we have a beautiful resort about three miles away from Wadebridge, where I live, um, called Mm. Hustins. Um, And they bought Hustins. And so I was the... Um, I used to rep there. Um, they used to have a lot of marketing guests come in, people that are kind of a little bit interested. So um, part of their kind of free deal, they'd have to attend a presentation with myself or somebody else um, just to kind of learn a bit about the, how big Club Costa is. It's all over the world. It's, it's a yeah, great company. It really is. Well, if it wasn't for Club uh, Costa, I wouldn't have discovered what one of my only favourite abroad holidays, which was going to Ben O'Madena. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? I, loved, I loved going there. Like we went for for about three, four years on the bounce. But, um, uh, but I went a couple yeah. of times with my bro- uh, mom and dad, and my brother, and then once with my mom and dad and me. And then the final time, I got to bring one of my friends with me, and it was just it was such a laugh. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had to hide because you know ginger albino. Well, I would have fried within about ten seconds. But well, <laughs> I loved Ben O'Man. It was just because it was so peaceful. 
and it was so yeah. it was so like idyllic. And you had tourmalines on one side, fungaro on the other. What? And they yeah. had the mini golf course. I loved the mini golf course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, it, because it, that was me, and I was just trying to chat up the owner. <laughs> I was I was seventeen at the time. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, we'll let you off. Yeah, it's it's a great company. I mean, that was my kind of job for quite a few years um, with the children. Like, I've got two kids, so I've got Spencer seventeen, and then I've got Rosie who's eleven. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a great company. I used to go in, talk to clients. I love speaking to people, but obviously that's very far removed from from music. So mm. you know, I didn't have much to do with music at, at that time. Um, the resort that they own nearby um, got we all got made redundant. So uh, they they sold it on, and um, I had to think of something else to do. Yeah. So uh, back to my my roots of um, being a restaurant manager doing that oh. for a couple of years not really finding my kind of my niche my area that I really enjoyed what um, type of like, uh, restaurant was it was it like Italian what um, French yeah, what? Well, um there's a beautiful um pub on the beach called the Harlan Inn mm-hmm. now um it's literally on the beach front nearby not far from here um so I had about three years of being a restaurant manager there after I left Huston's uh doing my timeshare really enjoyed it it's I I think with sales um you know you can sell if you're good at sales you can sell anything you know and mm. and like, I really enjoyed selling menus or selling timeshare <laughs> it's the same kind of thing in a way remind me of um, one, of my, one of my friends John like he's a he's a, a salesman like by nature he's one of those guys that he could like sell he could sell you anything but yeah. um but there is a difference because like um and I know well, I know Mark, Mark won't take offence to this with this, but you are very attractive. So it does mean oh. that you're more likely to sell than what uh, my oh. mate Toner probably would. <laughs> well, I like to I like to be have that rapport with clients where where they trust me because mm. you know I know how many people like for example if I went for one of these presentations I'll I'll be so skeptical like yeah they're just sucking up to me because they want money like really mm. so I. I I tried to be a little bit different and have that customer service afterwards. And I'd still become friends with them, see them afterwards and, you know, um, make sure everything's fine. And I, I did enjoy it. But when things come to um, a natural stop where everyone got made redundant, we all had to kind of reconsider what we wanted to do. Like not many timeshare. You made redundant through the financial crisis or was it like something like with that? Yeah, yeah, it's due to the financial crisis and also um, UK resorts in general are, are so expensive to run on a cost level. Um, Spain and Tenerife, all those kind of resorts are very easy to tick over because of the heat, I suppose. And uh, in the UK, um, Huston started doing fractional ownership um, and then that and then obviously financial crisis it all kind of went and they sold up um so we all so I was like oh what do I do now then um but then I was luckily offered the job as a restaurant manager so that that took me took me a couple of years to kind of go through and then unfortunately that place um got sold and and torn down so that place is now being built into flats so both my main jobs have either been made redundant or um the place got sold and got kind of knocked down but you've never been fired there you go that's it so i was kind of floating around a little bit after that not quite sure which avenue my career wants to go in um and it was 
in lockdown, the second between lockdown one and two, mm. um, where I met Mark. Um, and and you know we started the music family. It's all Mark's idea and passion, and I've just jumped onto that, and I, I love it. It's it's so nice to see people um, getting the recognition they deserve. You know, artists around the world. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll kind of step back a little bit um, from where I am now. Um, so your your main sort of focus is mental health isn't it yes yes well, um, so obviously it's not a subject that i bring up when it comes to like my guests it's it's kind of part of the show but only if the guests are comfortable talking about it and and their experiences with it but i want yeah. to before we get into anything like that there was something that caught me at the start of your story and it was this uh all your work with being a singer now oh, yeah when did you start singing? How old were you when you started singing? Now, I started, um, I was brought up in Holland um, for wow. about six years. Buried yeah. the lead right there. <laughs> yeah, I went to school there and knew the language and everything. And and when we moved back to the UK, um, my parents had got a lovely um, small holding down. Like, it's about a half a mile bumpy track. So it literally yeah. just leads to the house. So... That was perfect uh, for me to get to school or college. I'd have to walk up um, this half a mile track. Um, if I wanted to get on a different bus, I'd have to go across a couple of fields. Depends who's on which, but which school bus. Um, and that's where I started singing, um, walking up the lane um, early in the morning and <laughs> writing um, lyrics and just just because it's so private, no one can hear you. So I'm just mm-hmm. singing away and. At seven in the morning, when you walk into your college or school bus, it's beautiful because you can see the the spider the spider webs, like the dew, and it's it's such a tranquil setting to be inspired by. Mm. So that's where I wrote most of my songs, kind of in my head, singing away, walking mm. to my school bus or my, my college bus. We were in so, Holland. Well, what brought you back over to the UK? Well, my parents, my dad is a marine, a marine engineer um, oh. by trade, and he, um, he was over in, in the Netherlands for quite some time mm. um, before we moved about it, um, uh, before we moved there. Uh, and he's like, right, well, I'm missing my family. I think we should all relocate to, to Holland. Mm. Um, so the place that I mentioned, my parents' farm down the long lane, we kept that and rented that out. So, so that's the house that we had before we moved to Holland and also when we came back from Holland. So you were so uh, on, on a farm? Yeah. It, it's, right. It, it, this is something that I'll need to ask because uh, my wife, actually, she was um, she was a farm girl. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, but, she, but she lived, um, she lived where... Uh, like her, Mum and dad, and that kind of didn't work out so well. So then she went to live with her aunt and uncle who owned a dairy farm, and she stayed there for 22 years. So she was like, you know, milking the cows, rounding up sheep, all that kind of stuff. So so I'm I'm really curious, like, what did, did you have like those type of jobs to do on the farm or um, like mucking out stables and stuff like that? Or the whole range. I, um, before we moved to Holland, I was basically on before and kind of after. Um, we had Jersey cows um, and we'd, we'd hand milk them in the stable. Um, before school, I'd get up, get my bucket, 
go down <laughs> to the stable and uh it was quite lovely actually because the, the jersey cow was kind of a pet and when she calved we'd have the calf one side suckling away and i'll be yeah. the other side because <laughs> <laughs> it releases the milk there and they feel more at ease with the with the calf there so i used to bring the calf in as well yeah um, i actually <laughs> had a pet cow Oh, she's lovely. Yeah. She was. She was yeah, I had a pet cow. It was um, our, our tag was um, E E one one. So they call, so she called her Effie. Well, and she would always go up and like she would like uh, brush her and things like that. But then obviously, when she they're, took, they're lovely, uh, lovely animals. They really yeah. are. Um, I remember one occasion when I, I went down, I was, I was kind of getting ready to go out and meet my friends. So I kind of put a bit of makeup on. On, on the farm, I, I just wear slacks, you know, just yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's no, there's no point. Alison well, was the same. Like, she, she's very, she's still quite tomboyish because of that, because she was so used to being up at 4 a.m. and help with you know, totally cows and things like that as well. Yeah, I, I'd go down with my bucket, like the, the old. Do, do Maisie, do the cow. And there, there was one occasion, and it's quite funny actually. I just remembered it. Um, so we've got the little calf one side, like yeah, we're going away. Um, <laughs> I'm in a uh, rush. For anybody listening on the audio, like the faces that Kirsty is making is absolutely priceless. <laughs> this is why you need to subscribe on YouTube. This is this is right. You've got you've got our let's say right. So so I'm going on one side, and then then we've got the calf on the other. That's <laughs> that is fantastic. And you were you were nervous about coming on, and you know you're an absolute delight. Well, you put me at ease, Andrew. That's what it is. <laughs> That's literally it. So continue with the story. This bucket, and I'm there like trying to like look all nice and stuff. Put put this massive coat over over my nice clothes. Oh, I've got to do the cow quick. So I go down, and um, the calf. I had this bucket full of lovely milk, and I was like, ah, I've done my job, off out now. And then the the calf knocked it over. And like, oh no! no. <laughs> so it went all over the straw, all over me, and I, I picked it up. And I blew him through the bucket. I was like, he's not the bucket. <laughs> just that, doing that, my dad, like, what's going on here? Like, oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, that's brilliant. Did you have well, a lot of like, uh, stray cats that would come to your farm? Because Alison had a lot of, like, they would they would have cats that would come and then they would just stay. And that essentially became your pets. I know they, they, you, they, animals are beautiful. Like my roots are, like I've mucked out stables. I've, I've done stuff in the night, like carpet. Yeah, I've done, I've done a bit of everything, you know, back in my you old days. Do you ever lambing? Uh, I did lambing with at my grandparents, so I've, I've done the old lambing thing as well. We never ourselves um, had um, sheep or lambs. Uh, we're mm. more sort of Arab born sort of horses and cows and your cattle and everything mm. um but yeah like I think without living in that kind of um location tucked away I would never have really got into singing because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have tried to sing mm. um but yeah that that's how my singing kind of started um and then when I went to school um, I, I had some bands that I was in and we'd write lyrics and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So that that's my kind of musical roots from the start. Mm. Um, what genre of music did you play? Well, what, what bands, what genres of bands were they? I would say, I'd say a bit of slow rock almost. Oh. Very like, 
I don't know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the style. We had our own style, but it was all written by us. Um, all the music was done by us. Like the whole week, uh, it was myself, my best friend, Kareen at the time, and, and a few lads from the school. So, so yeah, we even had a CD out, you know, Andrew. Oh, right. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that then. Um, so our band at the time was called Extalum. Um, we came up with a name in maths. I don't know how, can't remember now. Yeah. Um, but uh, we went to this fantastic recording studio in Foy in Cornwall yeah. called Sawballs. Um, and we went there, we had to get on a little boat to record, uh, to, to get to this kind of like an island. It was all tucked away. And at the time when we were there, um, Terravision were also like staying there and recording. And at the time, yeah. Terravision was massive. So yeah, they were quite awestruck. Well, like, well, what last. year was it, just to make sure? Pardon? What year was it? Oh, that was... Oh my god, this sounds so old. About 99. <laughs> 99. That's not bad. I mean, how old were you when you were in the band? If you don't mind me asking, I know you're never meant to ask a woman their age, but I think we're quite comfortable. Yeah, and I was a teenager. I, I probably stopped at about 20. Um, mm. my, my music, my singing. Um, because I had my son at 21 and that kind of stopped it all really. Mm. Um, but yeah, going but so that's how it all started musically for me and and it's the simplest thing it was my lane the, yeah. the long lane exactly why I started singing I, I think because mm. how do you know if you can sing unless you can sing loud <laughs> not many people can do it like just down the street so having that really long bumpy lane is is where I thought oh I don't sound too bad actually I'm mm. not too bad um but yeah that's how it started yeah so when did because uh, you went to Holland when did you come back to the UK uh we came back to the UK in I was 14 so that was 98 I think something like that so um, the, the reason we came back, um, we still had the house in Holland. We just came back on a holiday um, mm. and just never went back again because the, the farm that we um, had previous and, you know, the, the whole time, um, unfortunately got robbed and people realised it was empty and we were in Holland. So oh. a lot of people came down and um, just robbed all the stuff out of the garage and trashed the place because, you know, being so isolated, mm -hmm. you know, they can do that because, you know, we were nowhere to be seen we we're in Holland so so we all decided as a family right we're coming back to the UK and and that's where we stayed uh, but I'll never expect uh, never sort of um I'll always like cherish that time in Holland because I learned the language etc but but moving on to now um now now I've found my vocation and I'm going back to my roots of music um since I met Mark yeah. so things are getting you know things are in place that I really enjoy. I love I love seeing progress of musicians. I love love watching people grow and helping and putting people in touch. And mm. that's what the whole um, top talent music family is about. Um, mm. So yeah, we'll talk a bit. So about how did that. you mark me? Oh, good question. <laughs> so um, I was single for quite some time, um, and I thought, well, my friend was like, "Go on Tinder." So oh, cringe. Um, <laughs> She set me up a little profile and, you know, yeah. it's the, the swipe that side, swipe that side. Yeah. And uh, I came across Mark's face. I was like, oh, he looks nice. <laughs> and I actually went back to him, which I yeah. never did. 
I, I don't know if you can go back, but maybe I stayed for a little bit. Mm. And I was like, oh, that looks nice. Um, hmm. Oh, he's in Newquay. That's not too far away from me. Hmm. <laughs> I think, Shall I? Oh, I'm a bit scared. I've never, never done a, a date or a blind mm. date or anything like that. So we, we started up a conversation um, through Tinder and then it, it evolved to Messenger. Like, and mm. then, uh, then one day, we're like, oh, do you want to come over for coffee? Taniki, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? He seems friendly, like nice. And then we met up, um, literally fell in love straight away. As soon as I saw him, I I, I loved him. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, you hear stuff like uh, that and you don't think it's true. In a, in a way, let's not to be weird, because it, there's kind of parallels to Alison and I. Because uh, yeah. Alison and I were at the same college together doing acting performance. I was in my final year and she was in her first year. And she had seen me act well, on one in one of the shows, and then found me on Facebook. Well, and these are her words, not mine. She said, yeah. hmm, "He's quite dishy." No. Well, so she added me on Facebook. Well, mm-hmm. and when you get, a, I'm not sure about, I don't know about Mark, but I'll speak for my own code. I always have, if someone add, a woman adds me on Facebook that I don't know, I check three things. Well, yeah. what? Is she, well, is she good looking? Is she single? And is she legal? So it was one of those ones that was, I was like, looked at the picture, there was two in the picture, and I'm like, please be the one on the right. And it was. <laughs> Yay. Well, that, well, and then looked down, I was like, right, single. And looked at her date of birth, and I'm like, no, nah, she's she couldn't have been born in 1982. That's, 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 what well, she looks too young. So what, well, well, it must be a typo, but 92. <laughs> Well, still within my ballpark, okay, except. Well, and then we started t- talking to Messenger, and I was um, I was working with a touring theatre company at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's it. And I didn't have a smartphone. Uh, so Messenger mm-hmm. saying, look, I don't want to uh, t- uh, kind of lose touch. So here's my number. Well, message me. Well, and she mm-hmm. messaged me, and we were kind of talking throughout. And uh-huh. we were talking for like, well, like a, a couple of weeks, and she asked me what I was doing one Friday night, and I was like, I'm go- uh, going out with, uh, with Donna. Who is who is my one of my best friends? She was doing karaoke, and she was like, "Oh, is that your girlfriend?" And not often I read signs from that point. I was like, "Oh, she's fishing here." Yeah. But, so I messed back. I'm like, "No, I'm single." I was like, "What about you?" What? And she said, "Well, who would want me?" And I just responded, "Me." Oh, and that, and was, that. was that was that. How here we are, that? eight years together, five years married, two kids later. <laughs> that's that's magical yeah. you know that's what i was saying like the kind of the start part where well, you and mark is kind of similar because it was like yeah. the women made it's, the first move well, so and then, well, and really then like the guys got kind of got to go hmm how do i play this yeah <laughs> 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 must be a scott that scottish thing because mark's me and mark got that kind of same brain of right we got to plan this out and see what's going to happen here it's logical planning yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i Experience. I, I've been single a very long time. I, I was totally off the shelf. I didn't. I wasn't interested, to be honest, with any of that. You were two kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did you find doing that? I know it would have been um, difficult, but what? Um, did you have a good support network, like with family? Yeah, my family are fantastic. Um, I couldn't fault my family. Um, yeah, raise raise his dad. He he takes her, no problems now. Um, little bit up and down 
a few years, you know, a while back, but things have settled down really nicely and got a good little routine. And um, yeah, Spencer's 17 now, he's, he's moving on. Um, so yeah, things, uh, you know, I'm really lucky that I've got two lovely children, um, you know, have ups and downs, etc. cetera. But, uh, but I tell you what, Andrew, you've got them at a little age. I, I'm finding Spencer being 17 is a lot harder now. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the challenges I've got to look out for with, with boys then? What Because like you said, they're at the stage where they're wee dicks, but they're my wee dicks. <laughs> but, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, what's going to come next? What I heard that it uh, doesn't get easier. It's just different challenges. That, yeah, but, that's you know. different. Just different. But yeah, so um, so ended up falling in love loving um, mark told me about what he he's, he's like right i'm an electrician that's my trade however i'm a music promoter and i, I don't really know what a music promoter did if i'm honest like at first but oh okay i kind of thought someone hand out fly I, I literally was totally naive to to what what he meant um but then as we got to talking more and more and uh he's telling me about dr funk is it the, the guy, Johnny Rubin, who he helped, uh, who he met in Barcelona and uh, obviously helped you know, on the social media side. Um, and then really loved that passion for helping people. And I've always, I've always loved helping people. I love, I, I'd rather have presence to give than receive. You know, I love, I love helping. I love being around uh, people that, you know, that I can help. So, so through fate, it's kind of, molded together mark was on a mission to do something that he's fantastic at um and i'm kind of behind kind of learning the trade behind him but i'll tell you what andrew i hadn't even i didn't even have an instagram <laughs> when I, first, I was just basic i was just facebook messenger uh, and a bit of tinder but he was the first date i ever met I'd, i've never met anyone before that i just like scrolled through um but yeah, we, um, we he told me about what what he can do, what what things we could do on mass to help musicians, and uh, I was like, yeah, God, I I love I love this whole concept. Like, um, so slowly but surely, within like oh, about a month, Andrew, um, we started doing very basic things such as a pound a week. Um, share someone's Spotify track in the storylines. We, we we were doing it for people just Mark knew we had no payments it was just something that that we were slowly kind of putting together and they were like right let's step this up a little bit um let's share YouTube let's do this and it's slowly but surely evolved into mm -hmm. what it is now um Mark's such a, a clever person he can he can he susses all these things out and sometimes he'll wake up in the night like right I've got an idea let's write this down mm -hmm. so so I'm constantly kind of impressed by how his mind works because mine's maybe not at three in the morning if he's waking you up and you're like I might go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I know that because I used to write um, well you know I used to write like parody songs and sometimes at three in the morning it would come to me and I'm like oh no I've got a good rhyme here and I need to write it down so I'm like hiding <laughs> on my phone what, and typing away and then Alice is going can you just go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's something that because um, I, I never thought I'd, I'd be in the music industry or, or step back into that. Um, and now now I have. I, I love it. I, I love 
the community side of the family, um, meeting people like yourself, Andrew, you know, it's all through social media. I've, I've, because I was such a basic social media person before I met Mark, like it, it took him quite some time to teach me because mm. I had no idea what to, I hadn't even shared a post. I didn't even know what to do. I was such a basic person. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, see, when you contacted me, I was in the same boat. I'd only just got an Instagram and I was like, I'll try it, but I don't know how this is going to work. Well, and then, and then you messaged me about, uh, about like the Ouija Warrior stuff and I'm like, is she thinking I'm a bigger deal than I actually am? I just sit, I just sit in my dining room. <laughs> no, you're fantastic, Angie. You yeah. really are. And you always so you and Mark, what, and it's, what, it's a, it is, it's a real pleasure to, to like, oh like, do like the volunteer work with you. So, and, in uh, the same way, like, I have no clue about, like, because uh, I see people, oh, yes, I'm a volunteer music promoter, and they're like, what's that? And I'm like, I make posters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting good at it, but I make the posters. Well, uh, And it's like, I'm trying trying to do the same kind of, Yeah. I think you're Bloody. further ahead than you realise, because I'm where you were at the start, and I'm yeah. trying to figure yeah. out that you're further on. Like, you and Mark do exactly. upwards of, like, 16-hour days, constantly promoting yeah. you've got upwards of like 20 Facebook groups and YouTube things and Instagram reels to like to, to do. You're constantly on what on the go. What it's what it's must be well, I know it'll be so hard going, but you just keep going and you're doing so well. Like the hard work is really paying off for you. And I'm really wow. proud of you. Oh thank you. Andy. That's really nice to hear. Um from from being someone that had no idea about social media. I didn't even know LinkedIn exists or any of these things mm-hmm. about a year ago. Um, Mark's patience, <laughs> a lot of it, <laughs> slowly got me into it. But now I feel like I've, I've learned so much and I've, I'm, I'm nowhere near the best, but I'm, I'm getting there and I, I enjoy it so much. And, and just bonding people around the world, you know it's priceless you know it's mm-hmm. just so nice to see people making these connections in the music family um so now we've we've kind of got bigger and slowly evolving and changing um the formulas that mark comes up with are, are fantastic they're things that people haven't quite thought about but they're so simple and effective mm-hmm. um that's that's what we're sticking to and um and people love it and we, we welcome all musicians or anyone to do with music like music fans to to check us out on our patreon site um it's patreon.com forward slash top talent promotions mm-hmm. um just to see what we do because even people that want to just be involved in the family side of what we do just to make connections and friends and be supportive you know there's no charge we welcome mm-hmm. anyone to join us you know mm-hmm. um but as for the music promotions we um you know, we religiously every day, like you know already, but we're, we've got yeah, our the listeners agents. don't, so that's why I'm encouraging you to keep going. Well, this is saving me oh. asking you where can we find your stuff. You're telling us for me. You're, you're doing my job for me. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we've got our uh, eight Instagrams that we, we rotate daily where musicians get posted in the storylines. Um, everybody gets tagged. They can see what we do and get used to, you know, all the different pages that we've been building up. Um, Mark built them um, before he met me, most of the most of the pages uh, to promote his friend, Dr. Funk. Um, but these pages are, are, are fantastic for music lovers, uh, lots of music lovers on there. So we can just um, start rotating everyone else's music through the pages. So 
Instagram is is eight eight, eight profiles that we do, and Facebook, we're pretty big on there. We've got about 30, 40 pages and profiles that we uh, rotate musicians' music and the storylines, do posts and write articles. Um, we do articles on everybody, like you know, and we share those to all of our groups. So um, it's, it's just helping the, the, the musician that's sat at home or in a band, like, right, I've got all this. What do I do? Mm. Like, do I self-promote on my one page? Or do I look into marketing companies? Or But we, we want to be that one-stop shop. So people come to us, want to be friends with them, want to help their career. Everything we do is organic. So there's we can't say, oh, you're going to get 20,000 followers tomorrow because mm -hmm. we can't say stuff like that. But it's all real what we're doing. And, mm -hmm. and we want to be friends of everybody, help their career, put them in touch with certain people if they need it. Um, and then grow as a, a, a music family global. Mm -hmm. um, we're not aiming just for this area or UK. We, we're taking this around the world. Um, mm -hmm. Support yeah, each other. connections that you've made already. I mean, you've uh, like you were Seamus in Ireland, Wanda in Canada, went in Al as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's on through the work that you've done, even just for them. What it's what it's certainly expanding. Yeah. And one of the things that I, well, there's lots of things that I love about you and Mark, but the uh, one of the main things that stood out when we had our first meeting was there was no BS. What there yeah. wasn't any like like you said, you didn't go. Oh, if you join up wise, we'll get you uh, all these extra followers on your YouTube and this, this and that. But you never yeah. said anything like that. You just said, like, we'll, pr we'll promote and whatever happens, happens. But, and yeah. but, and we, just getting to know you, like, I wouldn't have even had the confidence to like, get my show up and running again if I hadn't met you guys because oh, you introduced me, you what, put my stuff out there what, for the Ouija mm -hmm. Warrior stuff. It made me feel like I was kind of starting oh. to contribute again and do what I wanted to do. Because oh, yeah. I'd, I'd lost all my confidence after everything that had happened with the boys, as you know. Well, yeah, then, cool. well, you guys gave me my confidence back and gave me a wee bit of my smile yeah. back. And I just that, thought, well, that, well, I'm going to try it that, and I'll see, and I'll see what happens. And what well, obviously put up a couple of things in, in the, the messenger with some of the top talent guys. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I want to come on and I want to come on. And then other people... Well, it kind of snowballed from there. Well, and that was through you and Mark, what like, giving me that confidence to to do it. Um, so I'm I'm really, really grateful to you what, for, oh, for you, helping that, me. That's so like special to hear because you know, just that is worth all the long nights. Just just hearing something like that, it's so like lovely to hear that. Like it kickstarted you back into, you know, what what you're so good at, Andrew. You're you're meant to do this. You're a natural at this. And and just, um, I've seen many podcast interviews where it's a little awkward, but you put, put everybody totally at ease. I feel like we're just chatting in the front room now. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, it's, it was something that kind of, when I had the podcast interview with, with John Ba, and he said, oh, yeah. I want to make it seem like it's just, what uh, you're just like chilling at my house. And I was like, well, in my case, you're chilling in my dining room. Yeah, you, might see, you might see Alison going past and doing the dishes and what you might hear the cat yang and that's what makes it like quite funny you might hear the boy because yeah. the dining room's underneath my boy's room you might hear them like suddenly getting out their bed or like or falling out their bed onto the floor or whatever and hear like a loud thud and I go uh-oh got to end this early 
Yeah. <laughs> right, so it's, all, it's all these little things. And then, as you know, I've got the studio where I, uh, I interview some what I have of my local guests. So, I mean, it's not like my own studio. But it's through the guys at Scuff Studios, as many people know by now from watching it. But, and like, they've been absolutely brilliant with me. And it's the same deal what, like with you and Mark. They're like-minded people. They're, they're wanting to try and make a difference. But, and the, they're willing to try anything. And when I when I come in, we're like, oh, I've got an idea. And they go, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't know how this is going to work. But I'm up for it. Uh, <laughs> I'll well. tell you what, just thinking, I'm just looking at my screen. Um, I just want to add, um, have you noticed our lovely paintings there? Yes, that's okay. the that's the legend that's Craig Darrick, I believe. Yeah, I just want to do a shout out. So as I'm watching the screen, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I better like just do a little shout out for Craig because he's actually a, an incredible guy that has agreed to draw our family members that are joining um, all the time. We've got, um, you can see it in the background here. So I just want to do a little shout out for Craig Derrick um, and his incredible um, talents. and yeah. He's really supportive our- as well. Like, he's always supportive with like, the, the podcasts as well. I'm trying to get him onto, onto the show. He's not budging yet, but I'll get him. Yeah. I'll get we'll him. Get it him. Sounds a bit stalkery, but I'll get him. <laughs> so, yeah, but, no. Uh, well, we've ran, very- over t- we've ran over time, but I'm quite glad like, because yeah. like, it's been a, it's just so lovely to talk to you. Like I said, it's just like we're, we're chilling out and having a wee gap. So I'll do the final question for you that uh, I ask all my, my guests. And as you uh, brought up earlier on, it is related to mental health. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice to anybody that was struggling with uh, mental health issues, what would that one piece of advice be? And why? Ah, good question. Very good question. I think um, I've had mental that mental health is is, is everywhere. Like um, it's so it's almost a taboo subject, but not so much now. I don't think with awareness from from yourself and you know um, people thinking like if if you can have a a bad leg why can't you have a bad brain you know it's the same it's the same thing you can't it's something that can't be helped but it just you can work through it and and adapt um mental health for for myself I've been through ups and downs and lows and the rest of it but my advice would be to just stay around positive people people that lift you up people that make you smile laughter is such an infectious free thing to do so whoever you have that makes you laugh or or have a bit of fun with it it can snap you out of out of the beginning of of a mood or a depression um so yeah i'd say my my advice would be um positivity happiness laughter um obviously that's not gonna work every time but it works most of the time for me anyway (laughs) that's really good advice to have like yeah just having a positive mindset well, and, I've, and I've noticed that as well, like being around positive people like yourself and Mark and the guys in the, the family, it's helped, and there goes to me, oh, you're so positive. I'm just feeding off what you guys get me. Well, yeah. I'm, well I'm normally a very dull and dreary person. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> ah, I'm all right, kind of. And then we come to Cornwall's favourite subject, Ask Andrew mm-hmm. Anything. This is where, after me grilling the guest, for 39 minutes and 42 seconds, 
Kirsty <laughs> Leslie Jones gets to ask me a question and it can be about anything. It could be something as mundane as what's your favourite pot noodle flavour to something really ridiculous like who would win the fight between a baby T-Rex and a giant chipmunk? I've already got a question. Fire away, Kirsty, fire away. Um, I've got to say, it's a bit strange. Um, it is, so Andrew, hmm? number one, have it's you a double tried... barrel question. Oh, here we go. Not having one of these ones yet. <laughs> have you tried a Cornish pasty? I have, yes. Now, was it a proper pasty or was it a replica that looked like a squish with a few little printy marks around it? Or was it a proper pasty with a crimp? Uh, sadly, it was a replica, and yeah. the reason that it was a replica is because uh, Alison's brother stays in the Hull. Yeah. And before we had the boys, like we always went, we used to go down every year to see him, his wife, and and their kids, and we'd always stop off at Scotch Corner, and uh-huh. and there's the week. Uh, well, I haven't been there in a couple of years now, but there was like a weekend of stall and it sold like the re- sold the real Cornish pasties and I was itching to get one mm-hmm. but it was shut oh what a, what so we had to nip in to the scotch corner and it was just a like you said it was a replica one it basically tasted like a steak bake and I know that's not what they taste like yeah, that's the one <laughs> yep and I was yeah. just like hmm something's not um, right here I don't I don't feel like I'm about to go oh right <clears throat> right there uh, as I'm Cornish, uh, when you when we meet one day, Andrew, when you can come down to Cornwall, I'm going to make your family a traditional Cornish pasty like my mother does. Oh, I'm so definitely going to hold you to that because there's one thing that I love, it's a free feed. Yeah, free feed away. It's the same and, for, and, uh, for you and Mark, you ever want to come up what, uh, to the land of the healing coos, like you know, you're always welcome. Even if you just want to come up yourself and crash on the couch, I've crashed on that couch a few times by choice. It's a very comfy couch. I can see your front room then. I'll be in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like hello. <laughs> and well, I might have moved out of the dining room and finally get like my man cave, but Alison's yeah. like, she's she's against it. She's like, ah, how come I can't have a woman cave? And I went, the entire living room is your woman cave. All the programs on the TV are your programs. I hide in my dining room at half eight at night to make sure I can get to talk to some relatively sane people. <laughs> wow. And that's after going to my day job and looking after the kids when I come back and all that other stuff. So well, who, who says that I don't do my part? My modern man, as they say. You yeah. are indeed. Yeah, that I could imagine you doing the old washing up when you always have it and watch a bit of TV. It should be. It, yeah, and I'm sure you're a fantastic husband and dad. Well, um, you can. I hope you can get that in writing for Alison. I'm sure she always sit there and goes, "Yeah, it's all right." <laughs> I'm sure Alison is a lovely lady as well. You can she, see, like, she, well, she has challenged me on it because I've always got the. St- I always say she's the stereotypical the wife. Anything I'm talking about her, so it's like a re kind of caricature. I go. Uh, you'll never guess what the wife did this weekend. Uh, well, and she's always like, why do you always call me the wife and speak to me in such a derogatory kind of manner? And I was like, hold on. A, you actually listen? <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> but, as I, and B, well, if you listen to the more recent stuff, you know what I always say? How much I love you and how, how lucky I am to have you and the family. And that they were the sole reason that I got through the worst periods of my life. So 
Well, well, it's clearly she listens, but not enough. Yeah, I see. She's got to keep you on your toes, you see. She really does. <laughs> she really does. Like she's got that kind. Of, she's. All, I always say, see, like she's got more balls than me. Wow. Like like she is. She's one tough nut, but I, I love her for it. Like she's, she's oh. brilliant. We, we balance each other out because That's we're different. It. I'm very sensitive and emotionally open and. Well, uh, very ancient with that, but she grew up with like she grew up yourself like Stern Farm. But we, yeah, we don't farm girl, can't beat a, can't beat, beat a farm girl. No, definitely, I'm I'm pretty really stuff out and not care about my hair and I'm dirt yeah. under my fingernails and just get on with it, you know, just yeah. get on with it. And sometimes that's but, what and sometimes that's what we like. That's something that's what we need. But in yeah. fairness, like, you've come a long way from there, like because you're looking absolutely beautiful as always. And Kirsty, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. It's been so quick. It's been lovely speaking to you as, as well. And thank you so much for having interest in 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 my life. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing. Like I get, I say this to a lot of people off here, but I can see it on here now. I get to basically be myself, which is a gab shite, and just <laughs> and just go right. I'm nosy. Let's find out about you, and you tell me everything, yeah. and then I'll pick out wee bits. So yeah, I love the magic formula to the entire audience of three people, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think after uh, this will be the thirteenth episode. I think they've clicked onto it by now. <laughs> so oh, you're, you're fantastic, Joel. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you've had some international guests. I, I watch. I watch your show every time you put post it, and I, I love it. You've got a fantastic way about you that's very unique and special. So uh, you've definitely found your vocation, Andrew. Hundred percent. Thank you very much, Kirsty. So until oh. next time, my three faithful followers, I have been Andrew Durning. This has been the beautiful, talented, and just all-round amazing Kirsty Leslie Jones. Until next time, take care, stay safe. Everybody. Thank Bye-bye. you, Andrew.